the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, it's a Tuesday. We got through Monday. It was a tough Monday because it's a Monday after a four-day weekend. And when you wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, getting ready for work after not getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning for four days, it's a hard day to get up. <laughs> Heidi Heidi is one of the most – she wakes up, and I, I just think she wakes up with a smile on her face every day, all right? At least when I see her, she's smiling. And I don't know how she does it, but even yesterday, Heidi wasn't smiling when I walked in. <laughs> she was suffering a little bit from uh, the, the holiday hangover. But back with you on a Tuesday, ready to go. And uh, Heather Beach is here. Elizabeth Solaro is with us on the phone. And sitting in the studio, we got a special guest. And Pat Becker is with us. Uh, she's got a, has had an interesting life, to say the least. We're going to talk a little bit about her life. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that she's done. And then we're going to talk about a great event that's coming up on Thursday, I believe, and we want to talk about that. She's an ardent supporter of the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra. They're going to be on my show a week from Friday, and we'll be talking about the Christmas program because everybody knows who's coming, right? right? Do you know who's coming this year? Santa Claus. (laughs) Well, yeah, Santa Claus is going to be here. There's an American I'm Idol. Kidding. There's an American Idol winner that's stopping by. Who from oh. from over in uh, Conway? Alan. For the life, Alan. Oh. Okay. Chris Allen. Chris, Chris Allen. Okay. Chris yeah. Allen. Okay. He's going to be. He's going to be. Go crazy. Yeah, he's going to be over here doing the Christmas program. So we're, we're okay. looking. We're looking forward to that. I think he he's going to join us by phone somewhere along the line. I've I've met him and we've talked before. He's a great guy. Uh, you know, he used to lead singing at New Life Church. Did you know that, uh, Elizabeth, over in Conway? I did. I knew people who actually knew him when he was a worship leader. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. he, what he yeah. did. Okay. You know, yeah. and he's, well, he's, he became so well-known, and Conway was jam-packed that year downtown. I'll never forget how many people were downtown. Watching the show. The year he won. <laughs> I, I heard, uh, Elizabeth, that this year is the last year of American Idol. They're not going to have it next I year. it was already Not over. coming back, no. <laughs> no, it's still there. Yeah, it jumped the shark when they put Jennifer Lopez on, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I just my, that's just my thoughts, yeah. all right, just to say. It jumped the shark at that. At the, you know about jumping the shark, right? Do you know where that came from? No. Okay, well, you're a little too young <laughs> you for are. Happy Days. Do you remember Happy Days? I know, yeah, I've, I've watched about Happy Fonzie Days. About Fonzie and yeah. all that? Yeah. There was, a, there was a segment in that show. It had been on for a <laughs> long time. And so Fonzie... Bad 
was water skiing in the segment, and he jumped a shark. Uh, okay. And All they right. say that was after that, the show was never the same. <laughs> and so jumping the shark really means that uh, you've you've run your course, so to okay. speak, All right. as far as that's Got concerned. So, scraping okay. the barrel for good content. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they didn't have much, many more story ideas put it that way but you think about all the talent that came out of that one show yeah or really uh, yeah i stopped watching it a few years ago but when it first came out i was really you still watch it it's yeah. in reruns yeah i'd like to get those residual checks that they get <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah pat you know what i'm talking about yeah. oh yes i still get a few do you really <laughs> i do can you imagine that? that's kind of cool <laughs> that's awesome. but that's good that's the way it should be it, it should be you know and we have a little retirement thing and uh if we pass we have a little, a little annuity there yeah so sag is good good sag is the union for uh actors it's also uh the union for uh people like myself where the union exists it doesn't exist in arkansas because we're right to work state Mm -hmm. so i don't have to worry about say but i got my sag card it's at home yeah i i worked up in minneapolis for several years so i had had to get a sag card for that so yeah all do all that good stuff so pat i i invited you to come on heather told me about you and i wanted to have you on Number well, one, I, I know that you downplayed it when I asked you a few moments ago, but anybody who has appeared on the television show Batman, <laughs> oh yeah, as far as I am concerned, is a special person. <laughs> well, you know, Batman was a, quite a fabulous show in that it made a tremendous amount of money. It ran and it ran and it ran, and it was fun because... Um, it was such a um, kind of off-center show that every actor in Hollywood wanted to be on it. So it was wonderful. Uh, Fox, which is the unit that I work for, 20th Century Fox, right. they uh, would place us in different, on different shows. And we kind of looked down in that because all of us who were under contract to Fox wanted to be great movie actors. And this TV thing came on, and we went, what? What's that? What, what's that about? I mean, it's, it's silly. So, but it was fun, and that was the interesting thing. Everybody would become accustomed to, oh, you're going to go do a, a fox thing you ought to do with the Batman and <laughs> everything going on. And we'd go, oh, yeah, well, you know, one of those things. But it was, as I say, it was fun. I'm glad that I did it. That's I did so several movies, In Like Flint, Guide for a Married Man, Star, Caprice, and Sweet Ride. I don't have, I do not have my my replay unit here in the studio, but my hotline num- uh, phone used to be the ringtone from In Like Flint. Oh. I've got both movies on CD. I love those movies. Yes, yes. Good. James Colburn. Was the perfect? Uh, he would. He they should have gotten him for Bond. He would have been perfect. Well, that for Bond. was what I was going to say. He oh, was. Yeah. He was the earlier Bond type. You yeah. Know? A little hard to get along with. I, was he really? Yes. 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 Oh. But by the same token, uh, you develop kind of a feeling about yourself when you are a very important actor. Yeah. So you know. Best part he ever played, Magnificent Seven. The oh, knife yes. guy. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Do you, are you, am I, I talking I, over your no, head here, Heather? No, no, not completely. <laughs> uh, just saying. What I, what I remember about Batman is the characters were sort of different 
and campy a little bit. Like you say, it was a lot of fun. Oh, it's all tongue-in-cheek. It taking comic books to TV. It was so tongue-in-cheek, it was refreshing. That's exactly that right. Yeah. It was very tongue-in-cheek. And by the way, I want to, this is Heidi, right? I want to thank you, Heidi, for getting us up here. No, Heidi's sitting next to you. No, I'm Heather. Heidi, Heather. Heidi's I'm sorry. Heather. I'm on the phone. Heidi. <laughs> Heidi's behind you. This is Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth. Well, I'd like to. I'd like to right. thank. I'd like to thank Heidi. When we got here, we weren't quite sure of where where to park and right. where to come in the building. And she arrived at that time, and she said, "Oh, I'll take you up." So yeah. I appreciate. Well, that. you ran into the right her. person. She I knows certainly everybody. did. I certainly did. She knows everybody. I could tell that. If I want to get anybody on the air, I just tell them. Well, I know Heidi, and they said, "Oh, okay." And so, well, you, you, you Heidi know. said, no, yeah, yes. sure. <laughs> Thanks, Heidi. I appreciate She's it. She's a great producer. She you does know, a wonderful job. We have, uh, we've been here for just about three years. My husband was born here. And when we came to Arkansas, I couldn't believe how beautiful it is. It looks like a movie set, yep. I will tell you. Every time I drive one place or the other, I go, oh, my God, this would make a great movie set. <laughs> But, but but you've been here for how long? Twenty one years now. Twenty one years. Yeah. Did you and you notice the difference? Oh, I love it here. Oh, I'm telling I love you. It here. Have I, you been over to the old mill? If you're talking about movie sets, have oh, you been yes. over there? Oh yes. Okay, from oh, Gone yeah. with from, the Wind. Oh, Gone with absolutely. I had to go over there. It was absolutely fantastic. But I can't. You know, somebody that lives here all the time, I can't believe they take it for granted. Oh yeah, they do. They do. I, I like, look, I we try not to. <laughs> well, I tell Elizabeth this all the time. Elizabeth and I are very good friends. And uh, uh, my father was a steel worker uh, up in Gary, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I wish he was still alive. So they come to my house because he would freak out because I've got this 2000 square foot home sitting on a corner acre lot. And I got an above ground pool because I'm I'm up on a ridge and uh, he would just go crazy right now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. As I say, you know, my friends in, in Colorado, I always say, you know, you got to come here because this is a smaller Colorado. This is like a miniature Colorado, but it's nicer and the people are better. <laughs> yeah, they are. That's nice. I mean, that's the truth. More they really conservative. Are. Yeah. yeah they are a lot more conservative. Right. So were you born a conservative? Did you feel that? Well, no, I, I, was born, I was born north of the Mason-Dixon. All right, my my family is all from the South. My dad is from Charleston, Yankee. West Virginia. My mother from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, my grandfather started Portland Baptist Church in Louisville, Kentucky. Huge, huge Baptist church there now. And then he was the um, uh, pastor or chaplain at Eddyville Penitentiary for years in Paducah. And then both my brothers were born in Louisville. Well, I was raised in the North, but I was raised Southern. I mean, uh-huh. I was I was fed sweet tea in the bottle i uh fried bologna sandwiches or things that i i still love them i go over here to see the travelers play and i go get a fried bologna sandwich because oh, i love them you definitely were a southern yeah. yeah i love them i i love all that uh, I'm, I'm you know i'm, I'm making a fruitcake today you know, you know? It, it is it is the cons the whole concept of conservatism just astounds me because i think some people don't realize the difference some people can't see the difference but all of us who are quiet about it you know that's what conservatism is you know we're level we're thinkers that just uh understand getting up in the morning and doing your job and the joy of having friends 
And the joy of working. And the yes. joy of working. I like working. Free market. I do, too. That's right. That's the yeah. joy of freedom and liberty. That's and right. That's what it warrior. is. That yes. is exactly I'm, I'm what it is. in my life. But, te- but tell me, because I'm, since I am kind of new to Arkansas, what is the concept here? What, what are people, are the majority of the people here conservative? I think they're center right. That's yeah, what that's what I, I will so. say. They're not look. They're not as conservative as I am. I'm until the hun. I mean, I yeah. I, we're hard right at this I, show. Yeah, I yeah. sit I sit here on the air, and people probably see me sitting behind the microphone like Hagar the Barbarian with a big <laughs> yes. you know turkey yeah. leg in my my hand or something. But uh, you know, I'm I'm real conservative. The people of Arkansas lean conservative, yeah, but they they're do. not hard conservative right. although they're getting more they're getting conservative. more conservative we are sure. now the most conservative pro-life state in the union now oh, yeah. right well you know and, and that you can see I, i'm sitting here across from you never having met you i can see the kindness in you i can see the empathy that you feel i can see that you are definitely concerned in a good way and that is what we need people like heather you know, this is a young lady growing up, and uh, she's going to make changes. She's carrying oh, the banner about what's and going on in schools. Oh, I'll that's important. Thank well, you. everywhere, everywhere. How you address a person, you know, the, the connection between people. I think this is what conservatives do. We have a feeling, you know, that is deeper than the shallow. Right. All right, and I'm being told that i got to take a break. We've got to get it in. East End Towing wants you to know they are the people to talk to if you have a problem on the road. If your car just stopped, you know, you're going to need a tow truck, right? Well, make sure that uh, you call a tow truck company that you know what they're going to do before they show up. And East End Towing, no matter the situation, they know exactly how to deal with your particular uh, problem. You need to call them up at 501-888-8849. Put that number in your phone, all right? 501-888-8849. Because I'm going to tell you, here's what you don't want to do. Your car breaks down. You need a tow. You open up Google. Tow tow company close to me. And you just go out and get some Tom, Dick, or Harry to come and take care of your car. Your car is important to your life. It's like having a horse back in the day. You got to have a car, get to work, and do all the things that you do in your life. So make sure whoever comes out to help you is going to take good care of that car for you. That's East End Towing, 501 888 8849. All right, if you just joined us, Heather is here, Elizabeth is here. You know both of those voices, but we have a special guest with us, and Pat Becker is with us. She is a, an adoptive. Arkansan, right? Oh, now. been absolutely. here for three years now. Oh, absolutely, she's getting she's getting getting situated down here. Has your uh, your husband taken you down for the tomato festival or in, to any of the watermelon festivals? Oh, or I anything? haven't seen the. I, I but you know the thing that is so fantastic of the parks. You were speaking about parks earlier. Oh yeah, and I am amazed. I mean, this is called the natural state, yep. which absolutely hooks me. Uh, people can get outside. I see people biking, people hiking, people in the waters on boats and things, you know, and they do really love it. They are really into it. It's not a pretensive thing. Yeah. I mean, they do it and they really enjoy it. Um, I, I'm amazed by the people who absolutely 
are astounded that I can live here. My friends in California, my <laughs> friends in uh, other places, you know, um, I've got friends who live in other countries and they say, what is Arkansas? I said, don't even mention it because it's a secret. I don't want anybody to know. <laughs> don't come and ruin it. Do not come That's here. That's true. Yeah, it's That's like true. the whole thing of, uh, you know, Cali- don't te- California. Don't California, don't California or Texas. Yeah. <laughs> right. Te- Texas-fornia. You right. Know, uh, absolutely. They're, they're, they're happy to share their state. However, keep your tax ideas with right. you when you come. You know, liberal back ideologies. There. Yeah, leave yes. that back in the... In, in California, mm-hmm. uh, you want to do that. Okay, so because we do things just a tad right. bit differently. Know why here. you left. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Remember why you yeah. left. That's uh, that's not hard. I mean, that's one of the problems that they've had in Florida because they had so many snowbirds come down. Right. And uh, that's why you get down into Broward, not Broward County, Broward is in Texas. Uh, the big county down there by Miami. And... Uh, it's so blue down there yeah. because of all the snowbirds. That's why that part of it votes Democrat. Then you get through the middle mm-hmm. of the state, right about Orlando, right and Hillsborough, and Tampa. to the north. Right. Then when you get into the the, the plain up there, right, it's all red. Super it red. is blood right. red, yeah. is what it, it is. is. So mm-hmm. just so you let you know, Elizabeth, how you been doing? Well, I'm okay. I feel pretty, I have my wings clipped. I like, you know, can't drive the extra vehicle right now. And it's very restraining. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth, Elizabeth is like my Suzanne Summers. Uh, (laughs) She likes, she drives around in a little Miata. Yes. All right. Except that you don't drive around. Well, yours is a convertible though, isn't it? It is. Okay. So you are Suzanne Summers (laughs) from American Graffiti. You know, it works for around town, but, you know, I got clipped in a parking lot. Some guy came out of nowhere and clipped it, and it's going to get fixed, but I have no driver right now. I can't get to Little Rock. I understand. My husband has to have the real real car. Well, we're going (laughs) to hang in there and and let you do it by phone. That's fine. I talked to uh, R.D. Hopper, who, of course, owns uh, Sonny's, and he evidently is finding all the necessary body parts so they... They can Good. fix your uh, Miata for Good. you and fi- even found yeah. you a body guy, huh? Yeah, he did. He did. Go ahead and, you know, the pressure on the supply chain here. We're waiting for parts, I think. Mm-hmm. But that's all right, too. We'll get them. He'll yeah. get it fixed. They're sitting out there on off the, the coast of right. uh, California right. right now. That's where they're at. Somewhere. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? What, exactly. right. You know, but it, it's, it's fortunately just cosmetic, but it has taken me out because it affected the wheel well, and you can't turn the car. You can't. Uh, the wheels won't go. And anyway. Okay, listen, I want to talk. Pain. I want to talk to Pat. <laughs> I want to talk to Pat for a moment here while we have her sitting right across from us. Absolutely. You're going to be working with the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra here shortly. Uh, tell us what this is coming up on this Thursday. Is that right? What I heard right? Yes. Well, this Thursday is the Women's Republican Organization. Okay. And uh, we're going to have a fantastic yes, time. And it's going to be a, a party. It's going to be um, a, a speaker, of course, is Sarah Huckabee. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to be sold out. Yeah. yeah, it is sold out. Sold out soon. Yeah, I think uh, over two or 300 people. Very good. But it's, it is an exciting time. And it is a time that you um, can make a statement. This woman, I believe, is really solid, rock solid on what she believes. And I, I'm kind of a follower. I really well, like good. this. I really like this candidate. 
And yeah. uh, Jason Rayford is going to be there. Yes, And yes. Uh, he's going to be playing, too. My group the, with the Rex Bell Trio, we're going to be entertaining in the beginning, about 5 o'clock, 5 to 6, get everybody kind of relaxed and enjoying things. You're doing the cocktail hour. We are doing the cocktail hour. <laughs> That's exactly Lovely. right. I love that. That is exactly right. And uh, then I'm going to mill around and find out what's going on. It's so interesting because being a newcomer here, you don't know all the names of all the people who are participating in so many important aspects of the political issue, things going on. It's exciting. It really is exciting because people get high behind. They express themselves. And especially where conservatives are concerned, you know, you can really get the word out. I'm amazed uh, in this town, as I say, being a newcomer, at how many kind, good people there are. And to me, that is what conservatives are. You know, the sensitivity. Right. Uh, That other side, those other people have kind of lost the sensitivity. And all they want is gain. What they're thinking about is control. That's true. Very true. It's called power. Very true. It's called power. power. Yes. You know. So you have to do something to kind of ease that, to kind of make people understand what the real aspects are. All right. Let me jump in because we got to do a break. we got news coming up. Let's get you caught up on what's happening in the world. Uh, Ennis uh, Cantor is an NBA player. He became an American citizen yesterday. He changed his last name to Freedom. We'll talk about it later. All right. Back with you. uh, About 25 minutes till 7. Uh, Pat Becker is with her with us. I'm going to have her talk a little bit more about this event that's coming up on uh, Thursday. But before we do that, let me remind you about David Lucas. If you're concerned about out of control government spending, the soaring inflation, the political unrest and a rapid decline in the U.S. dollar, you may want to do what a lot of people are doing now. They're finding some safe harbor for their 401ks their IRAs and hard earned savings by investing in silver and gold. And David can help you out with that by calling 501-222-3315. They work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. To learn more about buying silver and gold, call 501-222-3315. Again, the number one more time, 501-222-3315. 3315 investment advisory services are offered through david lucas financial and arkansas registered investment advisor so keep those folks in mind they can uh, help you out now now's the time and by the way i'm going to just highly recommend if you're going to invest in silver and gold get the commodity in your hand i i would not accept just pieces of paper and saying it's worth x amount of dollars in gold or silver get the silver and the gold and put it in your safe and look i don't have a big wall safe all right i don't have a huge safe got a little tiny safe because that's about how much i can save but i got a few cougarons that i that i got back a few years back and they sit in that little safe i mean i i've got them and if i never need them you know i can go trade them in and get some money so keep that in mind with uh, david uh, lucas uh, pat becker is with us i want to go back how do people uh, uh, attend this event are, are there still tickets sold out oh it's all sold it out now, sold huh? out oh okay i think people are really w- not just waking up but they're enthused about 
a new governor coming in and about conservatism and in, in just in Pulaski County. I think for so long we've always thought Pulaski County was blue. But yesterday I was out getting items for this auction and I was going around to all the businesses in Little Rock. And something I found out was that there are a lot of conservatives out there who are quiet, who want to speak out, but they don't know where to go. And I just want to encourage people to join the Pulaski County Republican Women. Yeah, join your yeah. local county party. Right, right. We have a great organization. Yeah, that's, that's where you can have an effect. As I always teach on this show, the best government is the government that is closest to you. Right. And the closest government to you is your local government. Now, I'm not talking the state government even. I'm talking your quorum courts, your city council. Those are the people, and your school board, those are the people that you can have direct uh, impact on. Think about it. When you get up to Washington, D.C., you've got four congressmen out of 400-odd congressmen. You've got two senators out of 100. Right. You don't have much pool at all to be honest right but here locally you got some pool so get in there and you can call these people up on the phone try to call your senator talk to him yeah you might find that's not so easy if you're one of those folks that are saying well you know what am i supposed to do about this republican party um there's over two hundred thousand precinct chairs positions in the republican party available and open across our country we don't have precincts in Arkansas. However, there are huge opportunities for people to go join their local party and get active. If you're active in the Republican Party, guess what? You are the one that gets to help make the decisions and choices on platforms, activities, and support of the candidates. Direct activity. Right. Matters. Yeah, and if you want to talk about that, join me tomorrow morning because Ken Yang will be here. Yeah. He's the chairman of the Saline County Republican Party, but he's also the chair of the of the chairs here in the state. Right. So uh, you got any questions about that stuff, he can give you all of the information. I make no bones about it. I am a Republican. And, uh, <laughs> I, no and I promote Republicanism. <laughs> yeah. I've been a Republican since uh, before Ronald Reagan, but Ronald right. Reagan really solidified me. I was a little bit more of a libertarian mm-hmm. before that, but now... I am a full-scaled Republican, just so you know. I've got the book right here. There you go. There's the platform, and I believe in that platform that's in that book. I read it a lot here on this show, and uh, I just don't understand, especially in a state like uh, Arkansas, which is center-right, how you can support a party that's a party of death. I just don't understand that at all. Right. You know? And Republicans have been noted as the re- the party of parents too recently. Well, that's good. So I like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Well, women and Pat, you can talk about this. Women have gotten more and more involved uh, in politics. We've got more women in Washington now. We got more women here in Arkansas. Uh, Robin Lundquist is a good friend of mine, and she is a a state representative up in Northwest Indiana, Indiana, Arkansas, Arkansas. (laughs) I've been talking about Indiana and it's just, uh, it's amazing what her and Mary Bentley and and some of the different women Mm -hmm. have done and and have changed things because they decided here are the things that we want to see happen and they made it happen. Right. 
They went to war. That's right. I mean, seriously. The Godfather had nothing on them. They went to the mattresses on this stuff. And they won. Gayla McKenzie is another one that's really good. Yeah. I've been following her. And I've met quite a few of these women just going up into sessions and the committees and well, you know, it's, to me, nice. to me, Heather, the the amazing thing is, I'm sitting here talking to you and talking with you and talking with Dave, and it is amazing to me how ladies of your age, you know, are stepping forward. In my generation, we were sort of we sort of did what we were told, yeah, you know, which <laughs> which is what the conflict is, yeah. But young women like you, that you are coming forward, that you are taking the power that you are stepping forward, explaining, you know, to others how you feel, the, it, being a conservative. Yes, ma'am. It, it's, this is the whole bottom thing. This is the line right here. If women can do that, because we've never really been allowed to. When you think about it, Dave, really think about it. People who have been oppressed, women have been the lower edge for how long? Since the, beginning, time. since the beginning of time, <laughs> you know, we have always been, what, dependent on men? Right. Nearly all of us. So the dependency has taken the power away. But there are more women stepping forward, getting jobs, doing things that are impressive. So men go, wow, that's a smart woman. I, I didn't realize women were smart. Yeah. I always understood that women were smart. Yeah. I only dated smart girls. I, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't date no dummies. And uh, looks only go so far. That's all right? true. Well, That's true. Th- this is true. But that that is the thing that attracts. Having been in the entertainment business, you know, you walk in if you look good, you have talent. That's great. Yeah, it's You'll get the like job. A, kind of a meat market there at the very beginning. It, it really it? is. It really is. As I say, I have been told this so many times. To get the job, you you have to look a certain way, you have to act a certain way, and then you have to prove yourself. But the important thing, and with ladies like this sitting next to me, is determination. Mm-hmm. She's got that, and so Thank does Elizabeth. <laughs> That's right. Elizabeth, Elizabeth is another one I can yeah. tell from talking with her here. It's so important, is it not, Elizabeth, that you step we, we forward? We have to speak up. Yes, you have to speak, to speak up, up. but yeah. that takes takes a great deal of what we call guts, right? Absolutely. It really does. You go up against a fella, we're not as large as they are, we're not as tough as they are, but you know what? We're getting tougher. That's right. And we're <laughs> we're able to get the message across, you know, through a very gentle way because yeah. you know what? We're thinkers now. Yeah. I don't know about the gentleness with Robin. <laughs> Robin Lundstrom. She's a she's just a great person. I, I can't say enough she's about her. Really she really can't. She's a go getter. She's she she was she's been voted twice now. The last two uh, times that the state legislature has come to, together, I voted her the top conservative. Yeah, uh, oh, that's in wonderful. the state what legislature. Robin, she's it's something of which to be proud. Yes, no question. Is it not, Heather? Absolutely, I love it. Well, tell, well yeah. let and now me, Heather's running. She's yeah. running that's for an a, office. That's exactly. Yeah. I was going. I was going to say. You know what? What are your future plans? Well, my main focus right now is on the education system. I we tried to pass a bill, and we did. We were successful in it about the school choice, but only I think two hundred students in a couple hundred. Yeah. How much was it? It was it two hundred students? A couple hundred. Yeah, not in, enough in by a long shot. 
we're allowed to have school choice, but I want the whole entire state to have school choice. And not only that, I want the tax dollar to follow the child. So the parent can pick out where their child goes to school. If you want to send your kid to a more conservative school, you have the option. If you want to send them to a more liberal school, you have the option. If you want to mask your child, send them to this school. If you don't want to mask, send them to this school. And you get to pick out the curriculum. It's just I think people need more options. And if you look at Florida and you look at what DeSantis has done for their school system down there, they went from being, what, 40th in the nation to like the 20th in the nation for their education. Their test scores. In one year. Yes. Their test scores have skyrocketed. I just think that's our main focus. I think if we tackle the youth and their their future, I think that's going to um, have a big effect later on. We're going to see. Oh, I, I think you're absolutely on. right. And so and we she, have to invest in our youth. Absolutely. You know, what do you think of DeSantis, by the way, Dave? I like him. All right. I do, too. You I know, love him. Here's what I like about him. I, I, everybody knows, all you got to do is look over my, my shoulder if you're watching on Facebook. You know I'm a Trump supporter. <laughs> I, I, liked, uh, I liked President Trump. But pre- and, and the reason I liked President Trump is that he wasn't your typical politician. Right. He said what he believed, and then he did what he said. And that's why I liked him. Uh, however, with that said, sometimes the way he said it uh, was tough. Right. All right. Maybe Don't we needed we, we may have needed that. Yeah, we may have needed that really, really tough love at that moment. Right. I think DeSantis can get the Trump uh, thought process Mm -hmm. through better than even trump can do it oh i think you're absolutely right what frightens me a little bit about it and everything that donald trump did we benefited from there is no question about that his delivery you know as a person in the in the business i was in you would never come out with this kind of attitude (laughs) the tweets and the roughness you know, oh. and it turned people off. Yeah. And the thing that frightens me a little bit, because he is, I think he is thinking of running again, is he not? Right. He, he, he keeps it. suggesting it. Mm-hmm. He's not said that he is going to. I would not be surprised. However, I think even President Trump understands he ain't a spring chicken anymore. I hope you're right. I pray that you're right, because if he ran, it would be the Democrats would love it. Well, sure, they would. They They would would use that, uh, you know, against us all. Right. You know, here we go again type thing. Right. And I think DeSantis would make a really good president. Absolutely. I agree. Well, if we can't get him for president, maybe vice president. Yeah. Vice president. Yeah. <laughs> I think Trump would be more effective in the background. Oh, I really do. And, oh, counseling. The candidates. You're absolutely right. Yeah. That is what he should do. Yeah. But a person with this kind of ego, it's very difficult. Yes. Yeah, you know, yes. He has such the competitive nature. <laughs> he He's from Let's New York, for kindly. God's sake. Yeah. Come on. I know. Yeah. In New York. That's right. Yeah. You know, and yeah. the competitive nature is so strong in him that right. he will, you know, be forceful on that right uh it will be that's very what, detrimental i think if I think he so did. Yeah. all right well i that's can tell you this fascinating part is that's the toughness that we needed but it's also the part that turns many people exactly off. exactly and when it turns people off you lose the votes and yeah. that's exactly that's the way it goes unless we don't have a chance like we did last time and all of the immigrants come in and get to vote for free and they've been paid well, they're trying to do that now aren't they yeah, yeah can you well, imagine we watch that can you imagine four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars? You know that would give them three years of being very rich. Then they go home. 
Right. Yeah. He'll send all that money home, probably. All right, let's take a break. Uh, Get our break in, then we'll come back and we'll finish up with our special guest that is in the studio today, Pat Becker. We'll also, Heather is going to be with us for the next hour. We're going to be on for two hours today with Elizabeth. She's going to join me for two hours uh, because the Bible guys can't make it today. So next week, we'll. Yeah, next week we'll talk about, uh, of course, uh, what some people say is Jewish Christmas. It's not Jewish Christmas. I keep. It's just there's not, no such thing. No, there's no <laughs> such thing. We'll come back. It's a made-up idea. Yeah, we'll come back and we'll talk more about and we'll talk about Hanukkah next week here on uh, the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about PI Roofing. You need your roof taken care of. Uh, you call PI Roofing seven zero seven thirty five fifty one. No one walks on my roof other than myself. Is PI Roofing uh, because when something needs to be done on my roof. That's who I call because they are that good. They're the best here in Arkansas. You call them, they'll come out. Let's say it's in the middle of the night. There's a big storm. A branch falls off the tree, puts a hole in your roof. You call them. Somebody answers, a live person, not a recording. A live person answers the phone. They'll send someone to your house, and they will tarp up your roof so they can stop the rain from getting into your house that's going to cause all the damage that's the kind of business pi roofing is 707-3551 or piroofing.com all right let's get the last seven minutes of the show in for this hour elizabeth will be hanging around with me in the next hour we got a lot of things that we'll talk about heather's got to sneak out i do what time is it it's, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, it's 6.53. You got, se- you got seven minutes. I'd be worried minutes. for a second. You still got seven minutes. And, and Pat's going to sneak out as well. I had her on today to, to talk about the, the the special thing for the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra and going with the Republican Party and, and we whatnot. We appreciate right. that yes. so very much. Well, yeah. anytime something's happened, you just give me a call. You're We got a mic for you. You can just come on, <laughs> sit down, and, and, and talk to us. Well, you have done a fantastic job. I just want to to tell all of your listeners how wonderful it is to sit across from you. You're you're a handsome man. You've got a lot of intelligence. Would you agree with me, though? Would you agree with me? The best parts of the show is what's not on the air. (laughs) That's when we're sitting in here and (laughs) just talking. That's that's the best part. I wish people could hear a lot of Yes. Well, maybe not, because I'd have to be on satellite (laughs) radio, to be honest, at at times. Uh, Untethered. Yeah, yeah. When when I I can let loose sometimes, uh, as far as things go on. Well, I think in today's world i think you can let loose well you I got it, to i think it's accepted did you see what they're doing to, to rittenhouse now this kid that you know was found not guilty right for reasons of uh, self-defense there in in uh, kenosha wisconsin there is some small socialist little group at arizona state university <laughs> and they sent a letter to the provost, the provost, and to the ad, the administration, complaining that they were allowing him to take online classes at uh, Arizona State. They want him gotten rid of oh because wow. he is a cold. This is their words: a cold-blooded murderer. Wow! Murderer. And they're going to throw a fit until they get their way. Now, they're going to try to at least. That- yeah, they need their safe space because, you know, they can't look at or be around any type of influence that's different <laughs> right. from the way they view the world. And that's what this is all about. Right. 
You know, this is How what's... many of those students are actually even going to, you know, see him or run across yeah. him or be anywhere no, near a... him while he's in school? What difference does it make to them? No, it's the cancel culture. Okay, so idea. I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk to you, Elizabeth, and I'm going to talk with Pat. All right, because we understand what we had won in this country and what we are slowly losing now in this country, and that was, of course, uh, at Berkeley. As far as freedom of speech goes, we we fought to be able to say what we wanted to say. I fought at my school that the principal couldn't spike my columns in the school newspaper that I used to write. Yeah, you know that that kind of stuff. And now I watch the young people of this country act as though freedom of speech is is some kind of disease. Mm-hmm. You. The old saying is, you don't know what you got till it's gone. That's right. You remember that? Who was it? It wasn't Judy Collins. It was Joni Mitchell who said that. That, uh, You don't know what you have till it's gone. And I I worry that that's what's happening in America today. Well, you know, the the deviation is that we don't hear the truth. Oh, you're right about that. Truth is the absolute answer. So is, is truth something that is subjective? No. Obviously, <laughs> no. There's Tell no such thing. Truth, Dave. <laughs> there is no such thing as your truth. There's yeah. your opinion, but there is only the truth. Absolutely, yeah. truth. absolutely. <laughs> and you know, and this is the thing that they avoid. You know, it's all an illusion. You know what it is? It's very theatrical. Oh yeah, yes. it is as oh, though yeah. is it's like a script. It's like a movie. It's like a little. Thing that's going on that we see daily you know and we wonder about this character or that character and we climb on this or we climb on that you know with our opinions but you know the truth is the most important thing absolutely if you can accept it that's, that's true don't matter if you accept it the truth is the I truth like, whether yeah. you accept it or amen. not amen brother right. it is yes. the way it's you know this the is the is. thing that confuses me because the truth when i guess the best explanation is churches is our religion you know we have so much power some of them are having problems with the truth well this is some of them are some of them are (laughs) but i think that that power in the church could change things if they started i agree started talking about the truth started explaining the truth right I'm 100 percent with you. Thank you so much for coming to see us this morning before we're gone. Yeah, yes, it's great to have Pat on. We we invite you to come back anytime (laughs) that you want to get up early in the morning. You all really get up early. We'll give you we'll give you we'll give you a cup of coffee and 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 put you on the radio. We'll have a good time. It's been a delight, Elizabeth and Dave and and Heather. Thank you so much for coming on. All right, it's it's just wonderful. Heather, I'll see you next week. Okay, Missy will be back from Gatlinsburg as well we'll see what she's up to and then uh elizabeth and i will be back in a moment bible guys not in the studio today they'll be back next week and we'll be talking about hanukkah then here on the dave ellswick show but stay tuned i'm coming back i got more things to say here on the dave ellswick show Hey, 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 hey.
All right, let's get back to it. Elizabeth is going to be with me here on phone for this hour. Uh, Bible guys just couldn't get it to get everybody in here. Uh, and so uh, I told Billy, go ahead and sleep in. And uh, we would con- we would go ahead and continue uh, the show with just Elizabeth and I. Big story that came out yesterday, Elizabeth, was the uh, 32-page order from U.S. District Judge Matthew Shep who wrote that the the scale falls clearly in favor of health care facilities operating with some unvaccinated employees, staff, trainees, students, volunteers, and contractors, rather than the swift immediate impact of requiring health care facilities to choose between two undesirable choices. What the judge said, better that you have an unvaccinated doctor or nurse than no doctor or nurse at all. I was reading yesterday that uh, because yesterday is when a lot of this went into effect in other parts of the country as well. In uh, New York City, they lost 30, almost 33,000 nurses, doctors, and healthcare workers at a time when they need all of these doctors, nurses, and health care uh, providers. So uh, this affects Arkansas. So if you're, if you're working for any of the hospitals in, in Arkansas, they cannot uh, terminate your employment at this time because you're not, uh, you're not vaccinated. So that was at least a good move on, on, for those states. Now we got to see if other judges – go along with this U.S. uh, district judge as well and say the same thing in other states. That's a good thing. It has an effect on what happened last uh, week or so ago. I've lost time with Thanksgiving uh, with the state legislature and the situation at UAMS where they basically said, hold it, let's just hold up. We're waiting for a, a ruling. This is the ruling they were waiting on in Arkansas. Yes. I suspect it's, isn't it temporary, meaning it's in place for the moment, but this whole situation has not been totally resolved yet. Well, it's going to work its way. It's going to go to the Supreme Court. I mean, that's that's where it's going to end up at. Yeah, Yeah. and we're all under the injunction, which means that no one is mandated until the Supreme Court rules. Yeah, so we got to see what what happens with this i i just think this is a no-brainer all right so what do you want to do you want to tell people look uh you come to the hospital we might not have a doctor or a nurse for you to see because some of the doctors and nurses are not vaccinated and or you know because of their religious conscience or or some of them are saying i don't need to be jabbed because i had covid i've got the the, deces- the necessary uh you know things in my bloodstream already to fight this stuff off so and and we know that even we who have been vaccinated and i'm one of them uh that we still can we can still transmit this disease uh some people who have been vaccinated can still get this disease so it 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 just makes sense to me that you you know you go with uh the doctors and the nurses out there that may not be vaccinated just so we got enough people to take care of the people who are, who are sick. And I'm not talking about just 
people with COVID. I'm talking about people who want to have, you know, operations on, you know, knees and hips and shoulders and things of that nature. You know, it was initially two weeks to stop the spread where our hospitals are becoming overwhelmed and we can't take care of all the people. And now it's almost exactly the opposite. We're going to mandate something that we know is dangerous. It's causing all sorts of adverse effects. It's causing all sorts of problems health-wise, not based in factual science that we now understand after a year and a half of watching this disease. We know that these vaccines do not prevent the disease. We know it does not... Excuse me, it does not prevent the spread of the disease. And yet, on the other hand, we have a government that's mandating that we do this. And yet, at the same time, watching, I mean, the truck drivers, the hospital workers, the pilots, the critical people all across our workforce, why would they do this when they know that it's decimating our workforce? It makes no sense. There has to be something else behind this. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got to say. Good news for what what's going to happen in Arkansas and in it's very good news and, and, what, and nine other states, I guess it is. So well, it's like it's like up the, the middle. It's like workers. the spine of America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here in Arkansas, you know, we had the private employers. We have a lawsuit on that. That um, injunction is in place. You cannot mandate private businesses at this time. Then we have federal workers, and we have the health care workers. So we've got two out of three now under temporary injunctions for no mandates. Yesterday, Biden delayed the governmental mandate, supposedly, on federal workers. Hey, federal agencies, don't fire anybody just yet. We're going to hold off. That's the first time that they've backed away on any of this stuff i find it very interesting well that may that may be because of this u.s district judge now do you really think yeah you think they care i don't think they care oh no we've had all these other rulings why would that one matter to them because with with the way that his his well the way his numbers are going (laughs) i think (laughs) i think they're really really getting worried to be honest with you they don't want to do anything else that's going to make 22 (laughs) any worse than the bloodshed it's already going to be did you see? You no, know, it's like you're already there. You yeah. can't fix it now. <laughs> did you see? Did you see what Buttigieg said yesterday about people talking about high gas prices? This is how Let them eat out electrons. Of, this is how yeah. This is how out of touch these Washingtonians are at times. He says, "Go out and buy an electric car." Do you know anybody with an electric car? I, do I, I don't. I've seen a few around. Pricey. They're very pricey. Yeah, I've seen a few around, even with the $12,000, you know, break that you can get on them, they're over $50,000. Oh, my gosh, yes. You know, I mean, they're, they're expensive. We have people whose homes cost more than that, you know, cost that. <laughs> so my, my question is, why would you be pushing this so hard when, in fact, you don't even have the infrastructure for those cars yet? I mean, you well, don't. You don't have yes. the infrastructure. They're going to spend $500 billion to, uh, to build charging stations. Now, let me just ask this question. We started with the internal combustion engine, and Henry Ford, of course, made cars affordable for the average American, and people were buying them. Did the federal government have to go out and build gas stations, or did people go out and buy and buy, uh, you know, do standard oil, whatever, the ability to build a, uh, 
uh, a gas station so people uh, need it. There was a demand for gas. People began selling it uh, and making money doing it. Uh, I don't see them building charging stations. You know, maybe some gas what? stations will add charging stations to their their gas stations. I don't know. I'm I'm willing to give it a try if if they do it, but I don't want to pay for all of it with other taxpayers. I'm I don't have an electric car now. I don't need to 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 charge my car. I want gas to come down a dollar fifty a a gallon. So the real question is, how do we think we're going to generate the electricity? Well, and that's the other, <laughs> and you know, that's the charging it. stations that are needed. But I mean, you know, this is it's an insane and unfounded in reality type position. And it goes back to everything else. The Democrats would prefer to push and shove and jam it into people's faces, the things that they want with no regard to other people in the country who have other thoughts. And it's the same thing here. They're just going to jam it through. <laughs> and eventually, you know, if they're successful here in a year or two, there won't be anything on the streets and there will be nowhere to charge your electric car. And if you could find it, you won't be able to afford to charge it, which will probably all serve to satisfy what they're really aiming at, which is take us out. We are not supposed to, you see, be a successful country in the world. Yeah. We are, you know, we are oppressors and terrible people, and we don't deserve the success and the exceptionalism that America's been known for. That's their position. Mm. Well, they've been pushing it for years. They've been pushing mm-hmm. it for years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the things that they've done, I mean, how many times we've talked about, you know, the sexual re- revolution and all the different things that started happening in the 60s in politics, it has come to a very big, fast, uh, um, you know, climatic time here it's all coming together and they see that they have the power right now the things that they've done and meaning the democrat party in the last few weeks have just been staggeringly phenomenal and they're going faster and faster because they know they're not going to last long at all in power well yeah they got less than a year as far as i'm concerned <laughs> yeah if we can make it yeah less than a year well i know i I think we can. We've gone through worse things than this, Elizabeth. I'm just telling yes. you, we can. Yes, but we the can do it. People have gotten softer, Dave. I worry. Oh, I really, really worry. We are, we are so oblivious to the um, um, comforts of American life that we don't understand. Still today, I do not think we understand what we stand to lose if we don't stand up now. Well, I talked a little bit about that in the last hour as far as freedom of speech. I mean, everybody uh, on our side have got excited when they heard Dorsey was stepping down at Twitter, except that the guy who's <laughs> stepping into his position is a a worse opponent of freedom of speech than even Dorsey was. If you can imagine. Yeah, I mean, he really is. He says Twitter wants to con- control the content. That's his words not mine. So don't expect that you're going to be able to post anything on Twitter that they don't agree with. Let's take a fast break here. Okay. Let's take a fast break. We'll come back. We're going to talk about that. I also want to talk about what does a Finnish preacher have to do with America? Uh, We'll talk about that also here on the Dave Ellswick show. Don't forget about Dustin Turner. He's the uh, realtor you should be using if you're looking to sell your home right now, because he knows how to do it. He's a guy you can trust. 
He's got the information you need. He's got the plan that you need, and uh, he'll move your home for you. Let, let's say, for instance, uh, well, how does he do it? Okay, here, here's what he does. He doesn't do it the old-fashioned way of open houses and all of that, you know, putting donuts out and whatnot. That, that's not the way he sees it. He knows that most people view houses online. That's how you go look at houses, you know, to Zillow and all those other websites that are out there. So he makes sure your house is on as many of those websites as humanly possible so that people are going to see pictures of your home and not just pictures of your home, pictures taken by a professional photographer that he'll send out to your house to document what your house looks like so that when people see it on the internet, they fall in love with it. Then they come out, look at it, make a, and make a, uh, an offer. And then uh, other people come out and look, they make offers. Then maybe a bidding war starts and you walk away making maybe seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars more over your asking price. To do that though, you gotta get a hold of Dustin Turner. Call him 501-952-2969. 501-952-2969 or visit him online at hometeamsoldit.com. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Elizabeth is with me as well. And uh, I want to talk uh, a little bit here. I got some other stories that I've been following uh, this morning. Uh, I get up in the morning, 4 o'clock, and first thing I do is I fire up my TV and watch Fox and Friends first, all right, so I can catch up on what's been going on as far as the news is concerned and uh, and see what they're, what they're, you know, talking about at this time. Uh, let's go back real quickly and let's talk about Dorsey uh, has stepped down as CEO of Twitter uh, and uh, they put another guy, I can't remember what his name, it starts with A, uh, the gentleman who's yeah, taken over. He's their CFO fellow. has been there quite a while. Yeah, and and he's even more anti-First Amendment than what Dorsey was. I mean, he he said, we're not worried about the First Amendment. We're worried about what kind of content we're putting up on our site. So that tell, tells you, if you don't meet uh, their requirements of what they believe, then don't worry about being on Twitter. Well, we already knew this, Dave. This is not news. No, well, this is going to be worse. <laughs> it's going to be a lot worse, but it's been going that direction on every social, you know, all the social channels. Well, not the newer social channels, but the traditional social social channels for quite a while. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, well, excuse me, Meta, not Facebook, Meta. And these other companies, you know, the even the Democrats, there's bipartisan efforts going on in D.C. as we speak to rein in these tech companies. And I think that's part of what this um, shuffling around that we're seeing. I think that's part. Maybe they think that if they change leadership, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I say this fellow is their chief uh, financial officer. He's their chief technology off officer. I have no idea how to pronounce this name. He's Indian, so it's P-A-R-A-G-A-G-R-A-W-A-L. Agrawal? Yeah, it's Agrawal, yes. I think, is how he Agrawal. pronounces his last name. Uh, Dorsey says, my trust in Parag, I don't know his first name, 
as Twitter's CEO, is very deep. His work over the past 10 years has been transformational. I'm deeply grateful for his skill, his heart, and his soul. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be the same. It's going to be the same old, same old, except they're doubling down is what it sounds like to me. As they are in every other area, they know that they're not going to be in charge for a whole lot longer. And, you know, they are really, um, let's say, double, triple, quadruple down doing everything they can do. Well, yeah, well, I know that I know that Twitter is something that they say that maybe only 20 percent, 25 percent of people participate on Twitter. It is probably one of the roughest social media places to be as far as very, very bad about attacking, and it's all about ugliness, it seems. Um, But I just wonder whether it's still as powerful in the overall picture as it used to be, because people are, it's, it's what Pat Becker said earlier, people are turned off by all this negativity. And even Democrats and even moderates and even independents are saying, we don't want any more of this negativity. And so I wonder how the negative social channels are going to fare as the time goes by here. Well, I I think that everybody just needs to be aware that uh, maybe you don't want to be on Twitter at all. I mean, I mean, they I sure don't didn't if miss they, it when I gave it up. <laughs> if they don't want you to be there, then don't be there. That's just kind of well, the way I look at it. Now, I am uh, wondering if we happen to win the House and the Senate back if they won't go after 2.30 and uh, make some changes to it, because these guys have become publishers now. They're just not posting stuff. They're publishing now. They Twitter made it very obvious with what this gentleman is saying. We're not worried about the First Amendment. We're worried about our content. If you're worried about your content, you are a publisher. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> They've got these these bipartisan bills that they're talking about. Uh, and when I say bipartisan, that's sort of with a tongue in my cheek because, you know, we, we may have this eight or ten rhino-type Republicans at the Senate level that think that they're being bipartisan. Uh, and I don't know who the Republicans are who are supporting these efforts, uh, but one of these bills would remove some of those protections that tech companies get under Section 230. Well, I know Ted and, Cruz uh, is heavily behind that. Yep, he's one of the people pushing on some other sides. There's going to be some changes. You know, again, 230 was set up when our media was different than it is today, and I believe that we've got to look at these laws to bring them more in line with what happens today with social media. Nobody, I don't think, well, maybe the left knew it, but no one on the right expected that social media remember the internet first came out it was hey what a great way everybody can communicate we'll have open open uh, information it'll be out there for everybody to access at any time yeah al gore wanted to are. be a al gore wanted to be an open forum exactly and, and again <laughs> see where we are today you're only allowed to participate if you agree with the ruling class that's correct and i think i think that's got to change and i think our laws have got to be brought more in line with what's happening today so you know i don't know about section 230 i've seen things on both sides and i'm really of a mixed mind on whether i think it ought to be removed totally or just adjusted or whatever it we, we must take back control of the definitions of our words for example publisher it means what they are doing. It doesn't mean something else. It means that you're putting out content 
and you're controlling your message. That's what a publisher is. Yeah, make and sure. If we let them change those definitions. We can't defend our positions very, very well. As I've been saying, make sure that the word that you're using and that the other side is using mean the same thing. Make sure you're coming out of the same dictionary. Well, anymore, you know, again, one of the things that people like you and I, communicators all our lifetime, uh, on every day, every day that changes the the definitions of the words, and that's part of the confusion that's throwing out into our society. Got to take a break. Hold on. Hold on. We got to get a break in. Time for Bill O'Reilly. I don't want to step on Bill's toes. Here he is. I can tell you what a lady likes for Christmas. A lot of ladies, they like something that sparkles. And you can get it at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. One of the best jewelry stores right here in the city of Little Rock. And Eric is the proprietor and the main bottle washer. And he designs jewelry. He'll... He'll fix your jewelry. He'll clean your jewelry. He does it all. He knows what he's doing. He's got all kinds of diamonds and rubies and emeralds and sapphires that you might be interested in. He buys, uh, you know, jewelry as well. He'll take jewelry that you have uh, from maybe uh, your relatives that you've had, and maybe you've got some gold jewelry. He'll melt that down and make it into a ring that you would like to have to wear on your hand. To be able to do that, you got to stop by and visit with him. He's at 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard, Suite E, right here in Little Rock. You go see him. He opens at 10 o'clock every morning, of course, Monday through Saturday. He's closed on Sunday. But go visit with uh, Eric and see what he has. Talk to him about what he can do uh, with something that uh, he can make for you that is absolutely unique. You're getting a little close to Christmas now, uh, maybe a little too close to be able to get that kind of thing done, but you know you'll find something you like in his uh, things that he has on display in his store. Uh, 501-246-3655 is his number, 501-246-3655. I'm going to stop by today because uh, I'm going to pick up a silver uh, uh, paperclip chain uh, that uh, I'm going to get for my wife. I'm going to get one more thing for Christmas for oh, her. Oh, she's getting lots of jewelry yeah, this year. Yeah, she's hey. getting lots of good stuff this year. Pretty. You know, she she already has one of her Christmas gifts. I bought her a, a paper white, uh, which is like... a a fire except that it's just for reading books on and, and she's liking she's liking that already so eric will take good care of you i got to get eric on uh, either this week or next for sure to talk about jewelry again here on the dave ellswick show that's hillcrest designer jewelry again 3000 cavanaugh boulevard sweetie i've known eric now for over uh, a decade and he is the man he is a real artisan and he'll take fine care of you. All right, back uh, to talk uh, some more with, uh, uh, of course, Elizabeth, who's sitting in Conway today. She's on by phone. Uh, this Finnish preacher, and, and, you know, a lot of people are going to say, Dave, it's it's Finland. What does that have to do with us? Well, it has a lot to do with oh. us because, yeah. you know, this guy – has been a preacher. Dare you write that booklet in two thousand and four? Yeah, back in two thousand four, he <laughs> wrote a book. He wrote a booklet uh, that. Uh, well, let me just give you the bottom line. The twenty-four page booklet is titled 
male and female, he created them. Homosexual relationships challenged the Christian concept of humanity. It was published back in 2004 and is still available. Yes, he's a pastor. He's a pastor. The the government is going after him. They're going after him. This could result in jail time uh, for this man. In Finland. Yeah, but... You know, it's Europe, and if it starts sweeping uh-huh. across, this stuff starts going across Europe, where's the next stop? Well, it makes its way across the Atlantic Ocean, and it gets here to America. That that has always happened in religious circles. Uh, a, right. lot, a lot of the things that we see uh, that we fight in the church today started over in, uh, in Europe. So uh, be aware that this is something to be very concerned about. When you see, I mean, look, they went back to get this guy from something that he wrote almost 20 years ago. Yeah, that's what's mm, stunning. You know, again, when, you know, 20 years ago, things were not what they are today. And if we're going to allow this to occur, I mean, this is the same thing about looking back at our historical founders and saying, you know, by today's standards, and and we have to remove everything that does not comport with our warped view of where we want reality to be today. Um, We're going to have to stand up. We have to stand up to this stuff. Now, let let me read this. This According to the state, this is the prosecutor general. I don't know much about the court system in Finland, but uh, the, uh, the prosecutor general is after him. The booklet, which is still available online in Finnish, Swedish, and English, quote, incites hatred. Now, let me say, hate speech is something that we've been fighting, uh, you know, hard here in our in our nation. And this is the reason why they're saying that the speech of this booklet incites hatred against the LGBTQ community. Uh, according to uh, Evangelical Focus, is reporting on this. As a result, <clears throat> both of the, the the pastor and his wife could face charges of ethnic agitation. That's a crime of racism in the Finnish penal code. Despite intending to only cover ethnic and racial discrimination, legislate they changed it. What we've always warned you about about passing a hate mm-hmm. crimes law. Uh, legislation in 2011, they changed this and they added discrimination against sexual orientation to the charge. After meeting wow. with the police, uh, he published a statement on the diocese website saying that he admits he's responsible for publishing and distributing the booklet as he is the editor in chief of the publishing house. Quote, he said, I denied, however, being guilty of the crime of ethnic agitation. Mm -hmm. Uh, In my view, the text is not defamatory or insulting homosexuals. In my answers, I showed that the booklet teaches in line with Christian anthropology that every person is precious as being created in the image of God, regardless of sexual orientation. However, it's biblical teaching. <laughs> yeah. However, this is banning the Bible. You the, know? <laughs> the, the LBGTQ lifestyle is contrary to God's order of creation and a transgression against his will. If one is not allowed to teach this publicly, the message of sin and grace will be left without a foundation and freedom of religion will decline. That's huge. 
This is huge. It's big. That is big. Again, he's they're trying to ban the Bible. I would wonder, and of course, like you don't know much about the Finnish court system, I would wonder when the law that they're citing was actually written, because I bet you that it was not in place when he wrote the booklet in 2004. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was changed you know? in 2011. Yeah, so see, I the mean... Post. Lord, we're in, we're in such uncharted waters with all of this. If we allow these people everywhere to turn our laws up on their heads and completely, I don't know, it's, it's just really scary when you can come up later, 20 years later, and make a law about something you did 20 years previous. Of course, this totally separating from the religious part of the issue, just the idea that you can come up 20 years later and say, hey, now we're going to per- prosecute you and persecute you for what you did 20 years ago that wasn't illegal at that time. So that's been going on left and right. Yeah. Think about it. Not the government, but, uh, you know, here on uh, Facebook or whatever, oh, yeah. things that you look at Kevin Hart. Uh-huh. Kevin Hart during a stand-up uh, did uh, some jokes about uh, you know, gay folks, and they took took away his ability to be able to uh, stand up during the uh, uh, the Oscars and host the Oscars. That's that's the whole idea. If you don't comport with what the ruling class wants, you will be shut down, shut off, and canceled every way they can find. And religion, of course, again, you know, they're taking away our ability to communicate together. They're taking away our ability to gather together like-minded people, you know, the COVID lockdowns and the can't go to church and all these things. They're taking away our religion. These are the touchstones that our conservatism, um, you know, are based on. And again, this is why we must, and I just feel such an urge to, to, you know, call to action. People have to fight back. Well, we've we've got a situation where now, they they even are taking away religious uh, exemptions for being vaccinated and things of that nature. That's, that's as far area. as I know, yeah. that's never happened uh, in this country, other than in very rare cases where, for instance, a Jehovah's Witness won't uh, agree to a blood transfusion, uh, perhaps for a child or whatever. And the courts have been split on that. That has been an ongoing well, war a, about that that's stuff. an ongoing decision, yes. But we have given, let's say, space to people who have sincerely held religious beliefs has always been part of our foundational values. Um, again, we cannot allow a bully ruling class that's ruled by ill gotten <laughs> illegal, and I'll just say it illegally, they're ruling illegally, and they're they're just being totalitarians. We cannot stand for this. That is not what America is all about. I, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. We need to go ahead, ahead and get our final break in here. I need to talk about Pat Davis, and then when we come back, you know, there's something that happened out in Beverly Hills over the weekend mm. that stunned me same stuff i I, yeah i was discriminatory against people and their religion and what's interesting about this uh uh uh, elizabeth Mm -hmm. is last night one of my favorite musical movie musicals is cabaret i love that musical because it deals with anti-semitism and 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 a lot of different things in it especially anti-semitism uh uh, pre uh hitler in uh, in germany yeah. and uh, 
you you watch that and then i'm going to tie this story to it when we come back because anti-semitism in this country is on the rise and it it, it is very very worrisome got more coming your way here on the dave elswick show don't forget about pat davis and what he does for you as far as uh, health insurance goes saves you 30 to 50 percent i mean who wouldn't want to save 50 percent how much do you pay for your health insurance if you could cut that by, let's just say, 40%, how much would that save you over the course of a year? I bet you it's significant. And on top of that, uh, you can go out and choose any provider in the nation uh, to use uh, Pat, for Pat to use. It's actual insurance. It's not a share plan. Uh, this is a perfect health plan for self-employed people. And on top of all of it, no copays. What's not to find out here? I mean, what's not to take the time to make a phone call and talk to Pat Davis about it? 501-605-6935. So 501-605-6935. Or visit him online, yourhealthplanman.com. Give him a call. Go online. Save some money with Pat Davis. All right, finally for today, and like I said last night, I was watching uh, Cabaret. And if you've never seen that, uh, it is an adult movie. Uh, it, it talks about uh, all kinds of uh, adult issues, but one of the most uh, largest issues that they address is anti-Semitism. And they show what was going on in Germany pre-Adolf Hitler and how anti-Semitism got its stranglehold on the people of Germany and uh, led to, of course, the final solution. And, uh, you know, it. you think, wow, people really believed all of that stuff? They were telling them that, you know, the Jews were, you know, you, you needed to be, you know, careful about them. all the problems of what was going on in Germany was caused by the, the Jewish uh, race, et cetera, et cetera. Well, Beverly Hills Councilman John Mirisch posted an image of a flyer that was on uh, yards throughout Beverly Hills. Now, understand that Beverly Hills is one of the largest Jewish communities in the United States. There's 35,000 people there. Well over half the people there are Jewish. And they, they got up on the first day of Hanukkah. And uh, found these little baggies on their lawns. Had some rice in it to hold them down so they stayed on their lawns. And the flyer that was in it uh, is an anti-Semitic attack. The flyer lists the names of 15 prominent Jewish people that work with the Center for Disease Control federal government companies manufacturing vaccines and financial firms backing the production of those vaccines. Uh, They list a lot of the different people that are listed on there. Uh, These are conspiracy theories that have been attributed to the coronavirus pandemic uh, to the Jewish uh, community for a long time. Back in April of last year, the Anti-Defamation League posted a fact sheet on their website addressing anti-Semitic coronavirus theories. Again, this goes back to what they were doing uh, in Germany. All of the the problems within, you know, the 
uh, uh, the economy and whatnot uh, for the uh, German people was blamed on uh, the Jews. And we all know what happened. We know that, you know, the Jews' stores were taken from them. Their homes were taken from them. Uh, their, uh, their, their personal belongings were taken from them. They were given moments to move out of their homes. They could take only what they could carry. Uh, in Poland, they put them in the Warsaw Ghetto. They sent people to concentration camps and all kinds of stuff. Now, I know, you're, I, I know that everybody's thinking, Dave, you're going overboard on this. No, I'm not. No. I am no. I'm not. This is, this is the beginning of ethnic cleansing. This is how it starts. It's the frog in the water, you know, the, the, oh, well, that's only one story or that's only one place or I don't live in Beverly Hills. It doesn't affect me. Here we go. Here we go. I didn't know till I read this piece. Half of Beverly Hills, the population there, half the population there is Jewish. I had no idea. Yeah. They were so, you know, so many Jewish people in that community. Largest contingency of Jewish people in a town outside of Israel itself. Well, and I think of... I think of Beverly Hills as being a leftist enclave. Well, it is. I mean, sorry to say, but it's true. And so what are you seeing? You're seeing anti-Semitic flyers on people's lawns in that community. And people say, oh, well, I don't live in Beverly Hills or I'm not Jewish, you know, so it's just not something I really care to be interested in. Well, no, this is the start. This is the start. You know, the things that are happening in Europe, you're, you're perfectly right. It's what's happening here. Um, I think about, we saw these news stories two years ago about all the migrants coming into Europe everywhere yep. and changing the culture of every country in Europe. And now what are we seeing in our country? All the migrants coming across in you know huge numbers. And those people do not have the same values that we have in our America. And those people are going to change our culture. So yes, what happens in Europe comes here. Well, you know the thing that these are the these are the what do they call it the canary in the mine? Yeah, the, the canary, canary in the mine. Thing. That's exactly yeah. right. For those people who don't know what we're talking about, it's an old saying. They would take canaries down in coal mines because gas would leak out into the in the coal mines, and if the canary died in the cage, you knew to get your you butt to out of the mine. Get the heck out! Yeah, that's so, exactly same thing how here. It worked. Better get busy, <laughs> yeah. route it out. You got to be or you have be, a chance to take hold. Be be aware. Uh, of there there are still people like that uh, out there and uh, have felt that way about the Jewish people since the beginning. It's God's people. And, you know, God said that this was going to happen. It continues to happen. But, uh, you know, the other thing, you know, and, and la- last thing for you, Elizabeth, from my point of view, the president shut down flights in from South Africa uh, yesterday. <laughs> To, to because of the 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 omicron or the i call it omicron uh, uh virus and you must be a racist yeah but but here yeah but but here's the key on this he did that but yet the southern border has got tens of thousands of people flowing across it and the people oh, yeah. aren't being even tested for what kind of diseases they're bringing in. I'm going to have Dr. Yamauchi on again on Thursday, and he'll talk about the rise in TB and all mm-hmm. kinds of, of oh, different yeah. diseases because 
we're not vetting the people that are coming across our borders now. Again, you've got to think that there must be a different thought or a different goal in mind than what we're seeing. They've got to be interested in doing something other than supporting our country, keeping us healthy, protecting the people, supporting our economy, helping people be prosperous, helping people love freedom. There's something else going on. We better wake up. (laughs) I agree. There's a lot of things happening. We try to talk about a lot of it here on the show. We don't get everything, but we get a lot of it. Hey, you have a good day, Elizabeth. Uh, You know, I know that you guys are fighting this thing about the car. I hope things go smoothly and you're able to get it uh, fixed and that you're able to join us in a couple of weeks again back here in the studios of the Dave Ellswick Show. I'd sure like it, but thank you for the opportunity to be on, Dave. It's always great to have you here. Elizabeth Sotolaro here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm done for today. We'll get it together again tomorrow at 6 a.m. Ken Yang will be with us in the first hour. We'll be talking to him. He is the chair of the Republican Party in Saline County. Then we'll talk to Congressman French Hill and Congressman Bruce Westerman from Washington, D.C. on the Dave Ellswick Show. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.